two-man. Israel Falau! Is he? Is he in? You better believe it. New Zealand Rugby's organised a crisis <laughs> meeting with uh, Stephen Larkin. Sit back, relax, put your belt on, enjoy the show. Welcome to the 14th episode of the Draft Rugby Podcast, where we discuss fantasy super rugby, the game they play online in heaven. It's been a big week for fantasy rugby, uh, losing two uh, first-round picks and perhaps, uh, I guess, arguably some of the best fantasy players of all time. Yeah, for sure. Who were they? The best of all time in Damian McKenzie. There's no denying that. Mm, mm. Yeah, it's pretty fair. The only year you haven't owned him, he gets injured. Yeah, brilliant. And of course, <laughs> of course, Israel Folau, who we could go into an entire podcast episode on. We won't. But we won't. Yes. So that's all good. Um, uh, well, on Israel Folau, go listen to the Rugby Ruckus. They did a two-part podcast series on it, which is brilliant. We have also said there is a chance you see John Folau at fullback, and it's really Israel Folau. <laughs> and they've just said, just drop the ball a few times, run a bit slower. Just carry it badly just, into contact exactly. like yeah. you did when you started. Yeah. yeah. Just, so just if you want to smoke, you pick up J.F. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, well, uh, the introductions are a little bit redundant now, but I, I'm your host, Kagi, and joining me, um, we have Harry. Uh, Harry, I'll, I'm going to ask how you, how you are tonight, but I'm also going to ask, um, can you please explain to the listeners exactly how you uh, measure out ingredients for making a smoothie? <laughs> more uh, specifically... No, honey. More have specifically, honey. in what units you measure some of those ingredients? Yeah, well, so, mate, if you're putting honey into a smoothie, you go on seconds... If you use the same bottle, it always comes out at the same pace. So you go like a three-second squeeze. We are now Logical. dumber for hearing that. Thank Logical. you. Just to be clear, uh, Harry's wife was making a smoothie for him, and she said, how much honey? And he said, three seconds. Yeah, it's, um, that's the right amount, mate. Not only is he a three, sexist, three seconds but expects of honey. his wife to do everything for him when he doesn't even prepare properly for the draft. Look, it's just it's blown our mind. Uh, everyone. Does, but, uh, anyway, more importantly, <laughs> I, don't know how I, could do a I had a good week in fantasy footy with my second <laughs> win in a row against uh, who was it? Else? Kagi? Uh, David Kagi. Was that fantasy oh. this week? Yeah, it looked like you weren't playing. Not for you. We had a week off. Not for you. You did have a week off, by the looks of it. Mate, I lost by ten points. Okay, let's get over yourself. Yeah, I'll beat both. Yeah. So. All right, well, Nelson, we'll ask how you're doing. And so, you, here you go, mate. Floor's yours. It's the first mate, time uh, you've ever top scored, so have, have a... Top score of the week. Everything's coming good. I had Inor and Reese as my wingers. You can't complain with that. Throw Yuani into it. Uh, throw a few other guns. Anton Leonard-Brown. Feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty high at the moment, actually. You've... Also got Quagga and Jean-Luc Dupreeze. You didn't mention Sebu Reese. I did. I said Reese. You did. Okay, well, sorry, I stopped listening, so that's... Um... It was right at the start. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the good well, news is he'll be coming crashing back down to earth next week when I belt him without his crusaders. That's it. Yeah. The Dale family match up next week, so... Um, should yeah, be good. It's, it's fine. It's, Harry and I have been talking about, it's very interesting how this year, so Nelson's been on mm-hmm. the bottom um, again to start the season, mm-hmm. but somehow he's actually picked up good players. Look, last year, last year was just... Whereas was last year, he was on the bottom the entire year, but seemed to never pick up no, any I, good players. I didn't start on the bottom, but I fell down. This year, I'm crawling up. I had a, a bad yeah, year. The general, general theme is that you're just on the bottom. That's, yeah. um, I'm, in, I'm in second, mate. I'm tied on competition points. I'm going well. I'm fifth. Craig, you beat me by one point the other week. That's the only reason you're beating me right now. So. All right. Win's a win. So, um, <laughs> let's kick on. Uh, plugs out of the way, as per usual. The website, draftrobby.com, if you haven't heard about it at this point. Um, Be better. Be better, thank you. Uh, all the articles there, the Casualty Award, Fantasy Round and Review, uh, the OG League blog, follow our league, uh, the stock market, uh, etc. Um, for the socials, we are at Draft Rugby, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Um, get after us if you haven't already. Uh, all right, into the into the pod. Um, for content this week for Entree, we will be reviewing Fantasy Super Rugby Round 9. That's it. We're at round nine already. Halfway. Wowza. How good. Halfway through the season. Is it halfway? It's 18 weeks, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Halfway. Well, then finals. And then sure. internationals. And then Red Bull. It's halfway to come. Kagi, it's halfway for you, mate. It's <laughs> <laughs> a big call from someone beneath me. Um, Only just. But you are still. Uh, anyway, for main course, we're going to look at what's to come in round 10. Um, and for dessert, a few weeks ago, we looked at... Um, the average fantasy points for the Super Rugby franchises themselves uh, and just, I guess, what you could take out of that. So um, we learned to obviously pick Crusaders and that in general, the Kiwi teams just all had a higher average of fantasy points. Yep. Um, Still rings true. And (laughs) 
And so we're going to look at for dessert this week um, in terms of conceding points. So the averages for fantasy points conceded by Super Rugby teams and what we can, uh, what insights we can gather from that. Without going into that detail, the New Zealand teams are still five of the top six. <laughs> As you so, expect. Just score, yeah. just score points, not to what we're going into. Yeah, not, okay, no, yeah. We'll, we'll no spoilers. Yeah. All right. Um, let's do it. Go on, Trey. The buys this week in round nine were the Hurricanes, the Sunwolves, and the Waratahs. So probably a lot of players uh, out of those teams. That's probably the best the Tars are going to do for the rest of the year, I think. It was a great week as a Waratahs fan. Um, you know, they yeah, can't. Send them all. That's it. Who's <laughs> that um, versus the Highlanders? Thank you. What an absolute cracker. At uh, 25-minute mark, I was sure the Highlanders would win. That's <clears> not true. But I was wow. quite positive about how it was going. In the end, the Crusaders got up 43-17, to 17, six tries to two, and absolutely dominated the second half. I still think the Highlanders were robbed. That is two weeks running that the Crusaders have been losing at halftime at home and come back for a shellacking. Yeah, they're ridiculous. Mate, the Highlanders were robbed. It's all in All right, mate. Cool. By Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they were up. Okay. Uh, returning players on this one, you had Olive Yaga or Yagabom. May not be Yaga either. Uh, from a shoulder injury. <laughs> <laughs> Braden Enor was rested and Jack Goodhue was rested, so they, were, they both made their comebacks as well. Uh, new injuries, there was only the one. Matt Fadez, who came in carrying a knee injury, he had his knee very, very heavily strapped. Yeah. The one he, Fijian, normally one of the fastest men on the field. Yeah, yeah. made an intercept and it looked like after about 20 metres, he'd realised <laughs> that he's absolutely no chance of getting there. <laughs> so he just pulled off, pulled up and then got taken down and a few minutes later was off the field. That's it. No, he, so we, we still haven't heard what he's done. We I, I went looking just before the pod and, and mm. there's just nothing out there yet. So I don't know, hopefully it's only minor. Mm. <clears throat> but that is. Uh, it was Ben Smith's 150th game and he was... Oh, God. Himself, actually. Just himself. Yeah. Which good. was outrageous. How good is he? He was orgasmic, is probably the right way to put it. He is. He's unbelievable. He's yeah. everything you wish Flower was. Sever Reese got away with murder to end up as the fantasy man of the round. Um, oh, boy. Should have been red card for tackling Ben Smith in the air after the first kick in the play. Like, oh, absolutely. It was... It, he, he dead said just took him out. It's any, any other game... That guy's getting red card, like yellow, oh, yeah. at least yellow card. Absolutely, but probably red card. Ask Nabura. It was a textbook in the air tackle. Nabura kicked the guy in the face. <laughs> they are not the same thing, <laughs> Harry. So far off. Yeah. Ask Nabura. <laughs> oh, I, I was talking about when Severus kicked his wife in the face. Sorry. Oh, 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 Harry. That's fine. What? Come on, mate. We have respect for you. I here. don't like Severus. He wasn't proven guilty. You don't even know that. Anyway, he uh, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> Mm. Um, anyway, so that's that's that. Highlanders dominated the first twenty-five minutes. Their defense was awesome. The Crusaders were incredibly rattled. They made they made five handling errors in the first five minutes and just couldn't get their game in order at all. Um, until essentially Richie Moe just decided to take control of the entire game. Drew mm. in five defenders when he wasn't held, and then ended up getting the pass away so that they could score their first try. And from there, the gates just started opening up, and the Highlanders started to fall away. Richie Rich is back. He, he definitely was. Mm. Crazy. Um, and then, uh, Kagi, you were saying that you thought Highlanders were robbed. Obviously, the Severi Reese tackle in the air was one obvious one. Uh, Joe Moody stole a ball clearly off his feet in the second half. Uh, it was, just, it was like the Highlanders had all the momentum, and it was just that all these crucial points in the game, the Crusaders got away with murder. I think the stat you'll get to eventually is that the, the penalties, 18-6. to six. Yeah, outrageous that there was no yellow cards. I thought, well, 80th minute there was, there was but it was just way too late. They yeah. got warned so many oh, times. Crusaders scrum dominated with a penalty try as well. Highlanders' defence was awesome. Sometimes they didn't jump, but when they did, they actually stole a couple of balls, defended the rolling ball as well. Really, really, really good. Um, the fantasy man of the match for this one, as I said, was Sebu Reese, 108 points. I know, fight dead set, the matchup. The matchup killer, I think the yeah. fantasy rugby draft boys are calling him, which is spot on. I'll take him. Eight runs for 108 metres, five line breaks, nine tackle busts, two offloads, one try, one to, uh, try assist, try assist three turnovers, one and five tackles. Yeah. You also it, had... It didn't look like a game that he got 100 points. No, but he did. Again. But he did. Richie Moe, 74 points himself, four offloads, seven tackle busts. 
Ben Smith, 61. The Accountant, Havili, 59. Anor, 55. Dixon, 49. And Joshuane, 45. The nice. fourth highest fly half of the round. Third wish, highest, Joshuane. Wish I played him. Um, <laughs> sat on my bench, lost me this week. Nice. Um, so, all right, that takes us on the Rebel Stormers. Um, the only person I can think of returning for this one was Wilco Lowe, big Wilco. Came back uh, on the bench from an ankle injury. So, sorry, came back. Uh, it started this game. Um, and he's fantastic. He's much better than bloody fat Mal Herber, as you call it. Um, That's just rough, man. Is it? You Too can't much? say that about a player. Well, look, this, this game kind of um, was kind of the story of a lot of the games this round in that all the, pos- the stats, all the possession and the territory went the way of the Rebels, but yet the Stormers were the ones that came away with the result. What was the score in this one? Yeah, if you want to just grab that for me, because it's not in... Um, Harry's got it. ...the old sheet, that would be great. But, um, no, look, the possession, 68%. 20, uh, 24 to 41. 24 to 41, that's what I said. Um, <laughs> uh, no, like I said, possessions, almost 70% and almost 75% time in opposition half. Surely neither of you guys picked this, yeah? How do you not win a game... No, with, no way. How do you not win a game with 75% of the time in your opponent's half? Especially when you have the potency of their attack. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I mean, look, they had more than double the carries. The Rebels had 154 to 70 carries. Um, It's just... Couldn't get it done. That's it. Um, So, look, the Stormers, their defence was just beast mode. So, they were happy to just defend. um, You know, and just did that well. They just filled the field, didn't overcommit. And the Rebels just couldn't really get it to happen, put it together. So, they kept uh, having really, really long multiple phases of play. So, you know, 15 plus phases. And then... Just when they needed to convert, they would cuck it up, basically. So, you know, there's a few... T- Quaid was losing his mind. There's a few times he made this fantastic oh. cross-field kick for mm. Samisi Tupo. He Pin- was so bad. Pinpoint into the breadbasket, and Tupo dropped it cold. He's been coming through for years, Samisi Tupo, been. mate. Take your his, chances. This is his fourth year in the under-20s. I know. Holy yeah. shit. Morgan Tirunui has, has spoken <laughs> the high heavens of this bloke, but um, he, he did have one I think he'll want to forget. Um... He, apart from that, dropping that try, that Maddox definitely would have scored, you'd have to think. Um, he also, there was another um, another one, I think he knocked it on after a line break. Um, and it was just it was, it was just kind of like the culmination of all of this pressure that they had been putting on. He bombed so much. Yeah, so it was kind of... Um, he dead set could have cost them the game because all the momentum went out of their sails with how bad he was yeah. on a number of occasions. Mm. And we've been talking about how this stronger Rebels forward pack um, was coming up against, obviously, traditionally very strong Stormers. They actually went for tit for tat in the scrums. Um, they, Didn't expect that. No, they yep. were doing pretty solidly. The line-outs, again, fairly even. So it was... Now, it was a good game. It's just the Stormers' defence was too good and the Rebels just... It was one of those games where they, nothing was coming off for them. Just, as, as you said earlier, they just shut down Genia and Cooper with the, that line speed, and that's really... Mm-hmm. They, they didn't have an answer for it. Really impressive for a young forward pack, especially, you know. The Stormers yep. were missing a lot of their games. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. And so then, I mean, realistically, this, the score ended up the way it was because the Stormers just capitalised on all of the... Every opportunity they had, and they kind of have a lot of turnovers and things like that. So there was an intercept try to run now, things like that. You know, yeah. just, yep. Uh, in terms of fantasy, man of the match, Dylan Lade, 68 points. Lade, had a great one. You know, Played very well. He's he's a uh, rocks or diamonds. He's every couple, every yeah. two or three times a season, he'll pull one of these out. Um, yeah, don't don't pick him up thinking that's going to happen week in week out. No, no, absolutely not. Um, so he just yeah, he three line breaks, eight tackle busts, just kind of got stuck into everything. Um, Nasirani, a bloke who will give you what he's doing week in week out. He um, sixty three points just through hard graft. <clears throat> made twenty carries, three Big. tackle busts, just you know got stuck in. Willie Genya also sixty three points. Definitely the form halfback you'd have to say. Just uh, in terms of a scrum half's ability to influence the game, he absolutely kills it. So he thirteen runs. He got his running game going. Tried to step up for the Rebels. Um, yep. Ruan Nell fifty seven points. Uh, he only made six runs, but four line breaks uh, over under oh. ten meters. And then we had Bongi on forty nine points and DDA with forty seven. Nice. Uh, the next game was the Chiefs versus the Blues. Uh, Chiefs took this one out 33-29, although the Blues almost got there in the end. Uh, people that returned were Atata Moekiola from his mm. slight neck injury. Akuna Atata. Akuna Atata. He came in the, early <laughs> into the second half after that DMAC injury. Mm. Um, Jed Brown also, he had an early season calf injury. Um, and this was his first run uh, in 2019. New injuries. I mean, we've already touched on it. D Mac 
It looks like he's he's had scans. He's done his ACL. Is that right, Harry? ACL is it? DMAC. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah. So he's having surgery. Season. Yeah, I was just checking his ACL. Um, Retallic. He's uh, had a shoulder stinger, uh, but they think he should be sweet for next week. And Nathan Harris was replaced with 15 minutes left. Um, and they said he was carrying a knee or an ankle niggle or something along those lines. It was knee. Yeah, knee? yeah it was knee. So he, he's uh, he's going to be reassessed during the week. Yep. Um, but it's not meant to be serious, yeah? No, but he may miss a game the way they're talking about it. Yep. Again, how good are New Zealand derbies? They are always fulfilling our wildest dreams or wet dreams occasionally. I think for me this week. Um, the Chiefs took advantage of all the Blues mistakes and capitalised on pretty much all the possession that they actually did get. Um, how good was the Sean Wayne Nui flick kick pickup boys? It was Quade Cooper-esque. That was freakish. So mm. if you didn't see it, he was running into the line. I think it was Len- Leonard Brown who fumbled the ball or was Alamalo fumbled, oh, fumbled Alamalo, the ball? Yeah. He, he threw a tackle, was trying to release it, yep. but it kind of just fell to the floor, yeah. And, and why knew he stuck his foot out, chipped it up to himself, and actually slot through two defenders who were still trying to figure out what happened. Yeah. Um, and off the back of that, Lachlan Boshier got one of his two tries. Still had a lot of work to do, um, but yeah, he, he got a second try as well, diving over the line, which was pretty good. Yeah. Um, sorry to say it's a DMAC, but the thing for me, or the highlight for me of this, was Ma'an Nonu steamrolling Anton Leonard Brown and Boshier. He just looks. I don't know. He just looks like he's back to his best. Ma'anonu. Mate, if he is not in this all-black squad, I don't know what else he has to do because he is carving it. He is incredible. I think his three-round average is now 50 points his last yeah, three rounds. Freakish. My, my favourite thing about him is that he's he can do it all. Like He's not just running yeah. over someone. He's not Steps, just distributing. Flicks, he's spins. doing everything. He put some great kicks in. Yeah. Turns, turns people around. He and, was... And I just I have to say, he's on 54 tries now. Yeah, that puts him six off Izzy's new record. We all want it to happen. Exactly. Are we, we're saying, we, we, are we going to call it? Are we going to? Nah, I'll, exactly. I'll call it. In the rest of the season, oh. six tries in the rest of the season, another nine yeah. weeks. Yeah, he'll get. I would it love that to happen. He is in my fantasy team, but um, I, I think he's going to get a Ryan Quaddy four tries against Josh Shuani this weekend. Yeah. Just because of Falau, you reckon? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah, and he'll call him out at the end. Yeah. <laughs> He'll point to the sky. Um, yeah, so he ended up scoring two tries from five metres out. He was glorious. Brad Webber is in sensational form, um, which surely can't be good for Tahu Riorangi. Fuck, Tahu I never Yeah. Um, nice. And his well done, AB's chances. It's good from you. Tahu yeah. uh, His AB's chances. Um, but surely at this rate, Webber's got to be above him in that all-black squad. I would think so. I think he's having the best year today. He had a good year last year, but he's having, he just keeps yeah. getting better. Mm. And 60, 70 minutes. So he's playing most of the he, minutes for the Chiefs. Also, he's a proper fantasy halfback as well. <clears> yeah. yeah. This was another one of those games. Uh, the Chiefs actually had 37% of the ball, um, but they had twenty. They had 18 of 27 offloads. So they had more, or they had double the Blues offloads with half the ball almost. They had... Uh, 17 to 12 tackle busts. Um, they had 374 compared to 619 run meters. So mm. they didn't have anywhere near the run meters. They were just executed when they did get the ball. The fantasy amount of the match was Anton Leonard Brown with 82 points. He got seven tackle busts, 13 tackles, five offloads, two line breaks. Uh, another guy for the Chiefs, Lachlan Boshier, got 59 points. For the Blues, Milali Nanai got 20 carries, 152 metres for 79 points. Nonu walked away with 70 points. And Rico Yuani got 51 points. Huge. Nice. Brumbies versus Lions. Brumbies got it done 31 to 20 points, five tries to three. Yep. He had Rory Arnold coming back from a shoulder injury. Falao Fainger and Scott Seale both rested a couple of weeks ago over in New Zealand against the Crusaders as well. Uh, and Scotty Seo didn't last that long because I think it was the 51st or 52nd minute came off limping pretty badly with a new ankle injury. So, mm. you know, any any moderate grade ankle sprain, we're thinking four to six weeks. So I'm, I reckon a month is probably his absolute best case scenario, but they haven't actually released any info on him yet. Mm. James Slipperona's rejoice. Yes, yes, y'all. How about Alan Alatoa owners rejoice? He got 49 points on. this week. Let's go, Alan! Yeah. Alan! Weapon. He's back. Hold on! <laughs> uh, Lions started real fast with the Dianchi, Gianchi try in the corner. Very good finish as well. 
Um, he, did, he didn't do the Superman. No, the, the, I thought the same thing. Yeah, we're like, where's the celebration, mate? Yeah. I haven't even seen the choo-choo in the last two weeks dude, from TK. But yeah. we'll I'm off. If Kurandrani doesn't choo-choo, yeah, I'm off him. Like, it's definitely his best thing. 50% of the reason I picked him in my team. <laughs> yeah. To see that choo-choo. Okay. Um, my takeaway from this as a Pete Samu owner was put him back <laughs> to the bench. <laughs> yeah, far out. I don't want him starting, mate. He looks absolutely yeah. over it. I don't know. When we, when I traded him to you, we thought we thought that you'd done well. That we thought it was a good trade. Yeah. So does this just mean doesn't matter who you put in the Crusaders, they will be good when they're there? No, I, I'm taking it <laughs> as if you get a, an Australian player and pluck him out of New Zealand and put him in an Australian franchise, you get two or three good weeks out of him, and then he turns to shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Tony Pulu and oh. uh, owners. Just watch out, because he's had a couple of good weeks, so, and we know that now he's in Australia. So what you're saying is, next time, let them play for their New Zealand franchise and pull them back just before the World Cup. That's right. No, 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 no yeah. in the finals of the World Cup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's it. Um, Tom Banks... Have him playing NPC, you know. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Tom Banks, his defence is just letting him down time and time again. I, I think I'm completely off him getting a... a Mate, you were year. swinging off him last year compared to Maddox. As an attacking player, kicking player, positional player, I think he's brilliant. But, mate, his defence this year has been absolutely piss poor. He's, he's not known for his defence. No, he, look, he, he runs the ball. He reminds me of Latham when he runs the ball. Like, yeah. as in, he's nowhere near his size. He's way faster. Yeah, he's way he faster. He, just, he cuts great lines, but... Um, yeah. But, mate, Yanchez broke the line and just absolutely stepped in, left him for dust and scored his try and... It's just every single week it seems like there's another one of these. Yeah, absolutely. Tom Wright, he was the other one. He got a run at 12. I think he hasn't played for a fair few weeks now. And, man, he's not polished just yet. And as a super rugby player, he's probably not fantastic just yet. But he scored a very, very good try. Showed us the speed and agility that he has. I think he went around the outside of Manus Skuman and then Mm. stepped one of the outside backs for the lines as well. I can't remember who it was. But he's just one of the... a lot of gas. Yeah, he's one of those guys where if he can put a few games together and you need a smoky in your centres, mm. he's a very, very good player. He's a great fantasy pickup yeah, because he, yeah. he get, he'll get you line breaks, tackle busts, those mm. kind of things. Yeah. He's never going to be your top centre, but he'll get you some points. Mm. Yep. The uh, team stats was pretty even on this one. The run meters were even, the turnovers were six apiece, clean breaks eight to ten, so not too much in it. But the Brumbers just dominated the tackle bus, 41 to 30. The Lions tackle success was down at 68%. And that's, you know, with the exception of the one weeker where they played well, the last month has been a lot of that. Mm. Um, in terms of fantasy stats, Afiwe, Afiwe? Gianchi? Afiwe. Yep. A freeway, Gianchi. In defence, maybe. No. <laughs> 63 points to him. One try, 110 metres, two clean breaks, five tackle busts and an offload. So very, very good. The choo-choo, Kurundrani, 60 points. Pulu, like I said, played well, 59 points, showed his turn of pace and scored a try that looked like he was actually going to get taken out and then no one was even close to him. But, but beware, because he's going to be terrible. Yeah, but that, that's it. Yeah, that's it. Tom Banks, 56, his first good game in a long time. Mm. Joe Power, 51, and Alan Alatai, oh. as you said, Hello. 49 points. Excellent. Well, that brings us to the Sharks <clears throat> and the Haguares. Someone look up the score for me while I start talking oh, about this Matt. game. Um, returning. Nelson, do you want to tell us who returned? Who came up Jean-Luc Dupree. I actually have a theory that it's just um, the Sharks couldn't handle the amount of like just Twitter and social media bombardment that they were getting from Nelson. Bombardment. Even if it's a few weeks earlier, let's just get him back out there. Mate, I had me and one other guy on Twitter were assessing his Instagram, like looking at the team photos and assessing where their tats. They've both got forearm tats, him and Dan, mm. but slightly different parts of their arm. I know if I can see their arm, I can tell you which one it is. Just their arm? Yeah, this is for I'm all the schlong. Okay, very good. If I can see the number on the back of the jersey, I can tell you what What happens if they're naked? Because Jean-Luc plays I can, the bench. If they're naked, I can tell you. <laughs> the bench. Hopefully again this week. He's um, going to carve up this week. Uh, and the only injury in this game was to Makazole Mapimpi. Thank God he is Makazole no longer Mapimpi. Yes. he. Uh, we don't actually know what happened, but he just kind of came off around half-time. Um, not sure why. Yeah, we don't know how bad it is. Nah. Yeah. I, I, again, I've, I've had another look, but nothing yet. All right, in terms of this one, this game, like we were saying, kind of the story of the you round. Want to, you want to give us the scores there, Chan? Oh, oh let's forget about the scores. Who cares about the scores? <laughs> um, fifth, the Sharks, 15, the home team, 51, the Hagiwaris. Yeah, it seems backwards. Now that I've said that, 
two tries to seven. And, <laughs> and now, now, now that I've said that, uh, like the stats, they're absolutely insane. The Sharks led all the stats. Tackle bus, line breaks, offloads, uh, possession in territory. They had 65%, 75% in the first half. It's just mental. I don't know how you lose a game with this kind of stuff. Carries... 141 carries uh, to 85. Can I just point out, Harry did that wrong. It was 17 to 51. Yeah, but made my joke better. <laughs> <laughs> it was 15 to 51. Yeah. It was actually 17 points to the Sharks. Okay, good. Harry fucked up. Well, good. Um, you've just you've ruined my flow now, boys. No, um, you had no flow. Run meters, 516 to 335. Anyway, you got the picture. Basically, the Sharks had all the stats, all the ball, all the territory, but they just didn't do anything with it. You know, They looked great in, in uh, patches, but... Um, the Hagi Warriors just stayed in there, made their tackles, kept their structures, and then just pounced uncharacteristically for them, just pounced on all opportunities. I thought Domingo Miotti looked really good in his uh, debut start at fly half. So um, he, he kicked seven out of eight goals and just looked comfortable in at the Super Rugby level, made some good uh, territory kicking. I know Paul Tate was very excited mm. watching Kubeshi and uh, Miotti playing together. Yeah, no, it was, look, there was a lot of talk about him at the start of the season, and we just didn't see him until it's, uh, it's been necessitated through injury. Um, yep. Kerwin Bosch, Harry, how good does he look? Oh, I think you probably should have played him this week. Yeah, I got the win, man. It doesn't make a difference to me. But um, when he, he looks very, very good. And I guess he's another one of those South African players <clears> that outside back fly ass that just have finally gotten a chance and uh, are absolutely showing why they're, they're such big prospects. Yep. Mm. Um, pretty much it was uh, all Harry's players in this game are the ones that dominated. Pablo Matera, Captain Pablo, 78 How points. He, I mean, he even one of his two tries, he made a line break and then put a chip through. And for some reason, the Sharks just weren't there to defend. We still don't know where they are. I don't think they know where they are. But um, It was because Bosch was clearly out of position. So you have your number six. Yeah, Parliamentary was kicked through regathering scoring. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, for the Haguares, the guy who got the rub of the green, Matthias Orlando. Um, a hat-trick, three tries. He actually had to do some work for one of them. But um, no, look, he made nine runs, uh, a couple of line breaks. You know, pretty much it was the three tries. Uh, Pablo Matera, we talked about him, 78 points. Uh, Bosch, 76 points. Buffelli, 49 points. Lozana, 43. And Andrews, 42. How good does the Lozana look, mate? Turn a pace. Mate, you rounded that out real quick. That was good. Excellent. You almost got that four minutes. Mind you, you had four dot points. To, <laughs> it took you to get to four minutes. Um, all right, so the next game is the Bulls versus the Reds. And the outcome for this was the Bulls won 32-17. to 17. Um, In the returning column, we had Chris Feuwe-Saltia, who returned from a hamstring injury. Angus Scott Young with uh, from his concussion. Um, RG Snyman from his ankle, and he killed it. Um, Warwick Chalent from a shoulder, and Marco Van Staden with his first run of the year. Uh, he scored a try, and he looked pretty good. I don't think there were any injuries in this one. Um, none, none sort of come to mind for yeah, me. Right, fine. Yeah. Um, a couple of interesting things. Uh, Johnny Kotze, he, uh, last year he had a lot of big games, especially early on, and then he sort of crumbled through the back end of the season. And, I mean, this week he showed how good he can be. If you're picking him up and he's it, his, his on week, he is on fire. Um, Money, it's worthwhile noting that he only got 13 points last week, which was a start as well. So he is a mixed bag. He can be 50s one week, 13 the next week. Um, Liza Gaboka, he killed it again, and he has a 52.3 round average. He's probably good, Gaboka. He I'm, is killing it. 52.3 for the season. 52.3 round average. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm actually a really big fan of both of the loose heads uh, the Bulls have at the moment. They have Gaboka and then uh, Matazima coming off the bench. Yeah. He's, yeah. Young, um, he's absolute flat. It's class. Well, Gaboka is, after starting the season pretty poorly, he's now pushed up to second top prop behind HJH. It's oh, a no, no, Lizzo's way ahead. No, you didn't. I looked him up on that there. Okay. Averages. That that's, sounds great for me. I just didn't... Andre Pollard scored his uh, try through basically running straight over Higginbotham. Higginbotham tried to defend like he was Quade Cooper, went high and didn't really commit to it. Mm. Um, the, the drop bear type, the jump. You know, yeah, retarded, retarded. Um, Karevi again did everything for the Reds and, and, and carried them and scored a double. He is, um, the Reds, yeah. he is their entire 
attack mm. attacking game plan. It's really, really disturbing. What? They ha- don't they have an attack coach because they have no idea if it's not just shovel the ball to Kirby. Well, they also had like that's fifty percent of the game plan's gone because they had give it to Patea as well, and he's injured. Yeah, well, so now they've only got to give it to Kirby. Well, Estelteo slid back into outside center as well and and, and was okay, but it it's so one dimensional. Yeah, know, I agree. How, how good was Aiden Tar when he came on? Oh, wait, no, sorry, he was on from the start. I forgot, because I never saw him do anything. So. I know, I saw him miss a tackle for a try. Ah, yeah, no, that's it. That's <laughs> yeah. all right. Toa. Um, to styling, wasn't RG, it? <laughs> RG Snow, we, we touched on before, he was an absolute weapon. Mm. Um, and surely what his best game in terms of fantasy in, in recent memory. The offload king. Yeah. I mean, he, he set up that Liebenberg's try with, uh, I think it was an inside... Uh, flick off a line, which set up a line break for Halant, mm. received it back, and then offloaded to Liebenberg, who ended up did scoring. You, did you guys see my favourite thing was his NFL pass? Tell yeah. me you guys saw that. He like made a line break through, and then he yeah. just literally upped an NFL through. It was pretty ugly. Yeah, it was ugly. So, in terms of the team stats, the possession was actually exactly 50 50. Yet 50, the, 50. the Bulls ran 666 to 229 metres. They were they got 35 to 18 line breaks, 21 to 3 offloads, um, and they missed 18 How compared to the Reds' 35, probably most. Yeah. Um, the Bulls' line-out was pretty average, 75% and 60% for their own scrum, which was terrible. The fantasy man of the match was, of course, the one, the only, R.G. Snyman, with 69 points. He had four tackle busts, three line breaks, three offloads. He won five line-outs and had 12 runs. Uh, Jade... Styling? We said it's not styling, but we like the sound of styling. Yeah, this is wrong with styling. It's definitely wrong, but yeah. Stiggling. Jade styling. Do you know the song that I'm thinking of? No. But but styling. Yeah, it's the one. He got 60 points. Poor Scrumman got 59. Uh, Berger Odendale did surprisingly well again with 55 points. He looks Um, good this year. And Johnny Kotze got got 55 points. For the Reds, Samu Karevi was the only one, also Karevi. Only one to get any points with 67. Yep. Nice. Excellent. That's it, yeah? That's reviewed. Done. Yeah. Sticking pretty close to our four minutes again. Not too bad. Bad. All right, well, main course then. Um, <laughs> I was waiting for you to get to this. <laughs> <laughs> this takes us to the main course. Uh, what's the first game of, uh, of round ten? Well, round ten. The chefs. Should we talk about who's got the buy? The Crusaders, the Jaguares, and the Bulls have the buys this week. He's coming to his own here. He's picking up things that... Uh, All your slack. That's been <laughs> yeah. left off. So. Well, yes. I suspect that will probably affect many fantasy managers, considering yeah. I'd be surprised if there's oh, any Crusaders that aren't mate, if, uh, are free agents. Oh, even the bench Crusaders <laughs> are not free agents. Yeah. Will Jordan will be in my team, entirely. Um, yeah, <laughs> that, that hurts for people that have been relying entirely on the Crusaders. Mm. Or more, more <laughs> accurately, entirely on race. Reefs. <laughs> yeah, anyone who has reef Reese is doing that. The good thing is, there's a, it's actually an open wide competition this week because Severus Reese isn't playing, so there's not <laughs> one completely unfair match. The game breaker. Uh, Damian McKenzie is obviously gone for the season, so that's going to mean a complete reshuffle for the outside backs of the chefs. Alan, uh, Alan, uh, Alan Malo, Alan Malo, Solomon, yeah. Solomon. Good. I don't know where I was going. Is uh, is very likely to go back Alan to fullback. And Hakuna Atata Moikiola is probably going to get a run on the other wing. That's what they went with during the game. The other option would be Shooter Stevenson to come back into the mix, but considering he's clearly been out of favour, I think that's a risk. And I wouldn't be picking him up. Put it that way. And even if he does play, I still probably wouldn't want to pick him up because he sucks. And also now Asaturo, but he is off doing under twenties. No, it's not under twenty. Under twenties. He's under 20s. in the under twenties squad. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure if he's actually left. He just didn't go on tour. He's in that squad though. Mm. Uh, they are at home. Brady Retallick has a, had a shoulder sting, so he should be back next week. That's what they're saying. And as we said, Harris is going to be Nathan Harris will be Wednesday. looked at on the Monday. Um, exciting times for the Lions. Warren Whiteley has been flown over to, on the tour, for coming uh, coming back from his pec injury. Mm. And Quagga Smith, who went last week but then didn't get named in the 23, uh, I can only hope it's because he's no longer in contention for their 23-man team. You're dreaming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, Skumar's just so good. You're both dreaming. He's he's not even a player. Guys, you're wasting time. Quagga Smith. <laughs> With a groin injury, um, Jack Debussini was meant to be back last week from a concussion, and then didn't make a get a name. I, I so. think it's worthwhile. There's a chance we see him fill that void at fifteen as well. 
He has played a little bit of 15. Sure. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's a chance. Mm. I, it's not where my, my money would no. be, but you seem to be thinking that... You're no, I just think it's a chance. Right? We think he's not being picked at 10 because Stardy's actually been playing, or yeah. Marty McKenzie's been. Yeah, but my expectation is that Marty's going to start struggle a lot more. You know, I think the Without thing that made him so much more successful with DMAC was the fact that DMAC probably took about 60% of the first receiver ball mm. when we're looking at the numbers yeah. from the last few weeks. So... This is going to be a huge shift of responsibility onto Stardy McKenzie, and I hate to say it, but whenever that's happened in the past, it hasn't looked all, all that good for them. Buckle yeah, I agree. Sorry? Buckle town. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you also got Atu Molly, who is very, very close to a comeback, apparently. You know, he played 80 minutes coming back from his elbow injury for footy, club footy on the weekend, has now been named in the New Zealand... Uh, what what is it? The New Zealand Info Day or what? I don't know. What are they doing? The no, All Blacks. All Blacks. He's been, he was it? in the All Blacks one before. So. Yeah, and he's brought back in from his injury though. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's he's a good chance to get a run this week, especially with Aiden Ruff still out. Michael Allardyce is a good chance to come back from a back injury, which would mean he could slot straight back into the nine jersey. And Mitch Brown's apparently quite a good chance as well. If uh, Michael Allardyce does get his game back and get that jersey, then I think the big change for that would be that you'll see the Canadian mm-hmm. um, Tyler Ardron <clears throat> shift back to eight and to Lenny still getting dropped back out of the starting 15. Yeah, thanks it, for losing. The imagine you picked him up for a one weeker and he was as shit as he was. In the hope of him playing week after week. Uh, yeah, he was Dave, never doing that, that like? Never doing that, mate. I'm not talking about it. The Lions seem to have gone back to their senior back line for the last couple of weeks, and I think that's to the detriment of all their fans and their competition hopes and competition points. Give us Similani and Green. Completely agree, but sadly, neither of those two are on tour. They're both in the cover squad, so I think we're probably seeing what they're going to roll out for the next (laughs) few weeks. Um, This is the one big change will be the Lions. A bad tour for the Lions. We'll fly them over on the drive rugby jet. Well, the big change (laughs) here is that you could have the loose trio of Carl Brink, Quagga Smith, and Warren Whiteley who could really shore up their defensive. Just give Quagga all the ball. But realistically, come on, let's be honest Chiefs by how many? 16, 17. Absolutely. 20. Cool. All right, next game. Could be a lot more. (laughs) Sweet. Next game, Sunwolves uh, and the Hurricanes. I think we will definitely see a lot of fantasy points in this one. Um, all right, injured. We don't, not, don't really have any injuries. It's hard to it's hard to know with the Sunwolves, but basically, um, Amanaki Mafi. We were probing Rich Freeman uh, at Freeman Rugby Japan on Twitter. The um, man in the know for Japanese rugby. The man in the know. And the latest we've got on Amanaki Mafi is that he's away with the extended uh, rugby, Japan Rugby World Cup training squad. So he will not be in contention for the next two weeks yep. to be picked. Um, so what does that mean? I guess returning players, Michael Little, we're thinking should be in the mix. He's back at home. He sat out a couple of games with concussion, even though he got flown over to Australia to not play at all, um, which was a bit weird. Uh, so Hopefully he doesn't play. That's it. So we think we'll see. We'll see the guy who's been killing it all year. Raboni, Warren, Voya, Vosiathel, Vosiathel. I just yeah. know you love saying that, Nelson. <laughs> deprive you of it. Um, he had a little bit of a rib kind of niggle. Yeah, but um, he he probably will be good to go. He's made of steel, so expect him to be good to go. So look, anyone's guess who ru- who runs out in the Sunwolves team, but um, hopefully Michael Little does because he the way that he the change he makes to that team like the way he kind of galvanizes he's really the glue. He one hundred percent is. Um, and also, likewise, I'd like to see Jamie Booth <clears throat> back playing. Um, he's been he's been absolutely unbelievable, but. Yeah, look, he's no longer on my team, so I don't mind what he does. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm with you as well. He's been electric. It'd be great to see him. But I think Shigeno and a couple of the other uh, Tanaka, they're, they're very likely to keep the end game done see, as well. Th- this is why you read our uh, our um, stock market. We, I said get rid of him at the right time, and I got a great pickup for it. And then now he's, he's no longer getting game time. Do you want a medal, Great articles. medal or a milkshake? No, no, just read the articles, guys, because <laughs> okay. no one reads it. It really hurts my feelings. Right, no. <laughs> <laughs> How many seconds of honey do you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, and look, I mean, the biggest question on every fantasy manager's minds is, will we see Hosea, the Tongan Godzilla, Sao Marky play? Oh, God, probably not. I, After having him in my team and him frustrating me for about three or four weeks, I don't even care anymore if I don't get him. I just want to see him play. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like... Let yeah, the, let the boy it. play. It's disappointing. 
But I don't, I don't think we will. Why, why would we? There's no reason yeah, for them to change it. what they've been doing. Yeah. I agree. We still, no one in our league owns uh, Samisi Masarewa, despite, <laughs> despite him be killing it every nah, week. Don't want and, and I don't, even if he's starting this week, I actually don't see that changing. Um, I, I, yeah, I, I actually reckon you're right. No I one's going to pick him up. I feel like I could put my house on the fact that if I picked him up, he's going to score negative 10 points. Can we, can we just point out that last week he got 95 and the week before he got 88 <laughs> that's points? That's, yeah. yeah, I'm saying true. <laughs> I don't want him. No, that's it. So anyway, anyone's guess with the Sunwolves, um, the Hurricanes. Uh, look, it's an interesting one because normally you'd think, oh, maybe they'll rest some players against the uh, the Sunwolves, but no, they've just had their bye week. Um, I guess it's most of the boys going to enjoy going on tour over to Japan. So um, this game's over in Tokyo. Um, I think we'll see, you know, fairly full fledged team, uh, and hopefully Blam scores five tries. Um, that's yep. I don't, I don't think can I can I just point out where do you think out of three match averages or the last three matches what Samisi Masuera is? Can I is don't care an answer or no, second? No. He's second. Civil race is first, of course. Excellent. Um, well, no, I think that'll do us with us. Look, I mean, I haven't given you much information on the Hurricanes, but I think look, it'll be fairly similar to what it was before. So, um, what's your tip? How much are the Sunwolves going to win by? <laughs> I'm going to go the Hurricanes by 30. Yeah, yeah well, yeah, that's, that's big. Yeah. So Sharks v Reds is the next one through here. Um, in terms of people that are injured, obviously there's no Pattaya. We know he's long dead. So the only other person that's there is... Are we going through all the injuries? James Cattle also has an Achilles. No, yeah. I just want everyone to know he's going to play an Andrew Reddy's actually not playing for the force now. He's no longer in He's the, not in the Reds. Yeah, and my Pimpy. My Pimpy. Uh, we don't know really what's going on with he's not no longer Pimpy. my Pimpy. So he may be there, he may not be. Uh, stay tuned and, and keep up to date with Twitter and, and stuff and, and we'll keep, keep you... Would uh, you say watch this space? No, wouldn't. that's Blake's line. Okay. Um, returning, uh, Marius Lowe should be returning after his three-week ban for his head-high tackle. Um, for I the def- Sharks. Yeah, what was that? I definitely see him making the match day 23. Yeah, huge. Um, the Sharks. Which Sharks turn up? Is it the Sharks or the Shits? Because one week they're right, flogging... Did you, did you come up with that all on your own? <laughs> yeah, I did. Was- um, one week they were, it was on the spot too one week they were flogging the Lions and then the next week they're getting flogged by the Jags I don't get it I honestly don't get it mate that's their entire conference mate yeah you've got four teams in that conference who has four wins I actually have a foolproof system now I'm going to start backing the lowest Every second team week. no the lowest Underdogs. team on the conference yes Underdogs. if they start to get cocky they get belted by 50 points it's science yeah no it is science science <laughs> um if uh, Mapimpi is injured, um, apparently, I don't think Harry agrees, but Nikosi is not very far off, so he could be back any time. Harry, you think he's, he's not back yet? Well, no, no. The only information we have on him is literally that his Instagram, he said uh, a couple of days ago that he could be it's back like a, soon. over a week ago or something. Could be back soon, yeah. Nelson, yeah. Nelson uh, he, he takes the word soon to mean immediately. No, no. <laughs> last, that's, no and that's what he takes for all injuries. Last week, I was... It was Jean-Luc Dupree's, and it was actually a few, which means more than one, but not many. And I was correct, and you were both wrong. So I'll stick to my uh, my ruling there. But what we will likely see is Afaleli Farsi on the wing, which which could be interesting to actually see him get a run around there. Um, Jean-Luc Dupree should slot back into the starting side this week, which means you catch mean, later, you, Luke oh. Stringer. You've you've had your time. That's more than you deserve. You are not a Dupree. Um, meaning, yeah, we'll have the full Dupree trio this week. And uh, realistically, it just means Dan or Jean-Luc will probably just get each other's points. They just they just probably split it down the middle. You don't know who's doing what. They just decide on the day who they think should give more points. I reckon they give it to the guy with the number in the back. You know, no, mate, seriously, last year, Dan got nothing. And then oh, as soon right. as Jean-Luc's not playing... That was your excuse for losing all the time. Okay, <laughs> Um, so my he tip did, is he did lose all the time, <laughs> mate. I'm I'm just behind you. Chill out. Um, the Sharks are going to win this in my eyes, um, only because really they lost last week. So the rotation means Science. they'll win this week. <laughs> but but the question is by how much, boys? What's what's your tip? You think the Sharks are going to take this one? No, I... it's in South Africa. Oh, sorry, you said the Sharks are going to win. Yeah, yeah, I think the Sharks are win. Yeah, by how much? 
12. Yeah, 18. I'm going to say 12 or 13. I don't see the Reds being very good on this, to be honest with you, so I'm going to go by a bit. <laughs> I, I strongly agree, unless Patea makes his comeback. Well, who's playing? <laughs> Mate, the Giants defending the inside centre, so he's just going to be shutting down Karevi. And then that's all there is to it, mate. They haven't got anything else. That's true. Yeah. Yep. Next game. Good. I'm glad you agree. <laughs> uh, I'm just tired. Please. The Highlanders versus the Blues. Uh, Matt Fetters is the only injury. We talked about him. Not sure what's going on. Can't be too serious. I mean, he, just, pl- he played with the injury. His but injury is slowness. He, yeah. he might just be fat, Fetters. He was a bit slow. Nah, they're not all good. Can't win them all. Uh, <laughs> Luke Whitelock missed a week with his calf tear or calf tightness, or whatever they decided it was mm. in the end. So he should be back, but no guarantees this year. Calf tightness seems to be a half-season thing these mate, days. The old, the old decker up, man. Just get into it. You'd think that would work, but they must have run out. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the sponsorship was called. The Highlanders outside backs is really interesting in this one because you've got on the injury list, Noholo, Thaddeus, Nabura and Buckman, mm. three of them are gone for a century of the season, you know, with Naholo a long time as well. So, I mean, where do they go from here? The obvious options are either Josh McKay or C.O. Tompkinson. I think Josh McKay might get his run. I think you C.O. like C.O. Tompkinson. C.O. Tompkinson also, don't I think C.O. Tompkinson. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Do you put a wager on here? Because you're wrong it constantly. We need, I need to make money well, out of this. My guy's the underdog, so I don't want to. I don't bet on those kind of odds. I got to. I got to be favourite. Oh, um, I only bet if it's a dollar one. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Robbie Thompson, they talked about as a chance to get a run on the wing when he was coming back from his injury as well. Uh, it didn't end up happening because it was a, a last minute injury. Can't remember exactly yeah, what, what happened. Tom, but Tompkinson. That that is quite a, a possibility as well. Tompkinson could play outside and yep. Rob Thompson on the wing. God, Bobby T looks good though. Like I reckon he'll feature every week from here on. Of course he will. Yeah, hundred percent. What do you mean? He's never been dropped in their team in the last couple of years. Yeah, it's only because he was injured. He's I was awesome. I was making a claim that's like a dollar one. You know what I mean? I, was <laughs> yeah. ah, I disagree. <laughs> uh, Josh Dixon was on the bench last week. He is just fantasy gold when he starts. So, uh, Paddy Paddy Parkinson doesn't seem to play too many games in a row as they try and ease his minutes in uh, as, a, yeah. as a young guy. And the same could be said for Josh Goodhue. I think uh, Joshua is not going to get as many runs anymore now that they've got what looks like all of their locks fit in the Blues. I think Gerard Kelly Tuolotti uh, had a run last week. They've got Scrafton, they've got Tuolotti. So, there's a few guys around there. Yeah. But when Goodhue starts, he was getting just over a 40-point average. Yeah, no, good view was valuable until I picked him up. <laughs> yeah, you killed him for one week. But <laughs> yeah. Either way, Dixon and Goodhue are good smokies to keep an eye out for. That should be free agents for most people as well for a yep. one-weeker. Um, the guy that I really want to see get a start is Filao Fakatava. He, would you say he's one of your two favourite Filaos? Uh, Filao <laughs> Yeah, he's top two. Yeah, he's top <laughs> two. Out of three. Uh, he's, to me... Of course, stop forgetting <laughs> John Filao. Don't forget John. Okay, you did? I don't know who that is, mate. Has he taken the field this year? Yes. No, he hasn't. Yeah, he was on the side of the field. <laughs> it was still the field. field. No, the ultimate one-week pick, in my opinion. If he starts, mate, he runs he the will. ball more than he yeah. passes it. He will be good. If he starts, you know I'll pick him up. Oh, yeah. And he's yeah, because not... he's got the name for now. Everyone wants <laughs> it. Joshuane had his first start with Marty Banks' broken foot this week. Um, first up since the start of the season, sorry, where he had a few in a row. He had a 45-point game, which made him the fourth-ranked fly-half for the week. Uh, I think the take-home message is keep playing Joshuani. And that, and that was he, after a couple of mistakes as well. That's and right. If you could pick him up now, I think his stocks are going to go up for the next few weeks. Look, he, he's come back hungry because those first couple of weeks, he was getting 33, 34 points. He has missed a lot of footy since then, and he does not want to let that jersey go. Absolutely. I don't think he's missed that much footy. I think it's like two weeks. He's, he's There's five much. weeks he didn't start, yeah. I think. Uh, look, let's keep rolling on. Yeah. Big source, Tommy Robertson, just keeps on delivering work rate. I thought he was going to be terrible once I saw the, the game finish this week. He was a beast around the actual field, but just didn't seem to have much impact. He just makes enough tackles. And to be honest, I just really wanted to say big source. Um, TJ Fiani now has a 34.8 five-round average, so showing some real consistency. And I know he's another one that seems to go unowned in our league, so I'm assuming there's a few more doing the same because he was, got fair, he was pretty no, average last year. Really? And Dalton no, Papali'i got a 40-point game in his first start back in the uh, seven jersey with Blake Gibson out. And I know Gibson should miss at least another week. How did you so, not pick him up? Um, and I've got too many, too many good out uh, Lucy's like Pete Samu. Um, 
So he should get at least one more big score as well if he can kind of show that form. But he looked very hungry and very good. Yep. Excellent. That brings us to the Waratahs Rebels. It's almost as if someone's put the score in here already. They're like, it's going to be 13 16. Is that, is that what you're putting <laughs> up this account or something? Okay. Yeah. I, just, I just did that because I feel like you were going to read the score out because you're on such good form tonight. Mate, I'm a professional podcaster. Um, uh, injured. Not really injured, but. Israel Folau. Um, <laughs> he's injured us. He's, he's definitely injured some people, that's yeah. for sure. Um, so I'm not going to read the comment that's put down here. But that's um, Harry. No, Israel Folau, uh, big cloud over him, but probably not going to be playing. So, Off bashing. Uh, I didn't do that. Guys, Did you write that? Guys, come on. You wrote crazy. that, Craigs. <laughs> um, he basically is, you know, stood down, probably not going to be playing. Um, if you're, if you're an Israel Folau owner, do you hold him to wait till it's concrete? Oh, it, look... You, the Australian rugby and the Tars are pretty firm on what they believe is going to happen, and that is that they're going to get rid of him, and he's not going to play. What happens if uh, his lawyers are good enough that it has to, they have to pay out his entire three-year contract? Then he just sits signed. on the bench, and you make him suffer until he leaves, and you don't pay out his contract until he breaks it and leaves. Because you're paying him the same either way. I reckon he'd be pretty comfortable sitting on the bench. Yeah, four million. No, don't let him on the bench. Okay. <laughs> Um, well, you can't go get money elsewhere. If you give him the four million, then no, you can no, go okay, play so, so, if you had him in your fantasy team right now, are you holding him another week just to just suss it out? I would be. I mean, that, that it, it, it seems very transparent at the moment that they don't know if they can cut him yet because the grounds are basically on what damage his word is doing to the business of Rugby Australia, and that's going to be hard to quantify. Well, the, so, the latest thing is that he broke a player agreement that they all sort of sit under every player which is not something they were talking about the first few days yeah all right enough is well, get rid of him excellent uh returning this week you're playing me curtis rona he has been bloody well rested from a groin strain they kind of gave him an extra two weeks almost um just to really sort it out so curtis rona should be back revved and ready uh yep. jack maddox so he for the rebels. He was um, rested rested last week, sort of a little knee knee soreness. Not yet. Well, rested, I guess, is the right it was word. A but it's an overload injury to the tendon. So go. he's going to have to have his training and running loads managed for it, the year. Really, it could actually, yeah, it could be Science. a negative for the whole year. Excellent. All right. So Jack Maddox back. Matt Phillip. Um, I can't remember if he had a real little pansy type injury though. Uh, no, no. Yeah. So he it got Eyelid. reported as a bruised heel. He got interviewed bruised before the heel. game. That's right. Yeah, that That's, was not, what it was. That's, That's not what it was. <laughs> he got interviewed before the game. He said he actually had a tear on the bottom of his foot, which would be his plantar fascia, and he just can't run with those. So it no. wasn't actually a bruised heel at all. Okay. But funny that he got stitched. Yeah, he, up. Yeah, he got stitched. <laughs> up. But I don't think he's a guarantee this week either. He was kind of umming and ahhing himself. That that can be something that keep him out longer than a week. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Sure. And uh, whilst I don't really expect anything uh, nowadays, Jordan Ulysses, the the last up, the latest update I had seen, you were he was targeting targeting this game. No, he's he's been around, he's training, but and he's been targeting every game uh, so far this season. So I don't really know what the deal is. And let's move on. Yeah. Um, you, did you say starting Wallaby's hooker? Would I say starting Wallaby's hooker? Did you just say that? That's what you think is going to happen? No, he would need to play some rugby first. Um, all right, Taz. Israel Folau gone. I think we see Curly Beal to fullback. Uh, pretty easy to slot Carmichael Hunt and AAC in at 12 and 13. Realistically, any of them could play 15. Mm-hmm. Any of like Carmichael? Any of those three, yeah. I, I, I think you're right, though. Beale. AAC as well, 15. You want to say him? Mate, he's played plenty of time at fullback. AAC. Yes, yeah. he's, he's he's not playing fullback. No, but he's, he's played heaps of time. Yeah, at fullback. He has a lot. What do you want about? But he's too old, man. He's not playing fullback. I agree, and you want that defensive pressure up in the centres. So I think that that's what it'll be. Excellent. Um, and then look, the other questions for the Tars for me are with Wells, Michael Wells, and Jack Dempsey um, back. They now actually have a pretty full back row. So what do we think we'll see the starting make makeup of that back row? Dempsey six, Holloway seven, Wells eight. Holloway 7. Holloway no, no, Holloway 8. <laughs> that shows you how much I care about the like. So what, Ned, Nettie Hannigan starting in the second row then? With, uh, yep. with, Sadly. I'm not going to say his name. Uh, the name we don't say. Seymour. Yeah, that's it. Captain Martin. Um, uh, Rebels, I think we'll likely see them fielding that super strong forward pack that we've talked about the last couple of weeks. So Coleman, Phillip and Jones, uh, Cottrell and Lazzarani. Um, and I think they're just going to bully them. Basically. Well, yeah. it's in New South Wales, which I think is big. The Tars definitely generally play a lot better here. 
Um, but the Rebels are surely going to be hurting from last week. And, I mean, the Tars have been pretty disrupted over this last week, so it could have a negative outcome in their game. That's it. So I don't see any, any other selection changes for the Rebels. Um, who, you, who are you tipping? Are we all just going to ours because we're tragic New South Wales supporters? Yep. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> By and, one. But, yeah, just. <laughs> by one. I'll say by two. What, what to do in Superbrew when we're going to be thinking lose, by one. <laughs> yeah. Um, excellent. All right. Well, that takes us on to the Stormers <clears throat> and the Brumbies. For the Stormers and Brumbies, and I rolled my B like you did there. Excellent. Uh, Yako Kotze, his knee injury will keep him out of this his, game. His knee imploded, basically. Yeah. So I think one of you said that you thought you saw a dislocated kneecap or something, did yeah, you? Yeah, I watched the footage a couple of times just to see what he did because it, it was kind of like a, a trauma to the front of the knee, like coming side on, and it's just a good way to dislocate a kneecap. Triple yeah. hematoma. It, yeah, <laughs> that, that could be the other one, but I think dislocated kneecap, but yeah, we'll see. Yep, and Scotty C with his ankle. Um, they're the two injuries. People returning. Hopefully, we're seeing David Pocock return from his calf injury, and just a whole host of forwards for the Stormers, which will completely rejig their forward pack. Sio uh, Kalisi, Captain Kalisi, he'll be back from being rested. I know how. How did he sit out Game of Thrones round? <laughs> Peter Stephens <laughs> toy. Yeah, crazy. Yeah. Peter Stephens toy. Uh, should be returning from his paternity leave because it's back home. Uh, JD Shikalingaling uh, returning after his AC joint injury. I mean, one thing, yeah. <laughs> and even Etzebeth from his concussion, which I'm likely to see him. Um, again, I know I said this for my last game, but which Stormers will turn up? One week they're losing to the Reds, then they're coming out and they're beating the Rebels. So, I mean, they're, they're hot and cold, similar to, to most South African teams. Um, last week we saw Tom Wright feel that 12 jersey for the Brumbies, and, and he's been the most rounded out of anyone that's attempted to, to hold that 12 jersey this year. Another start. I yeah, can I, tell you, the Stormers are sitting fourth in the New Zealand Conference. New Zealand Conference. Sorry, this was well, that too. But no, With they're, they're nineteen. They're ahead of someone in the New Zealand <laughs> Conference. That's, that's, that's not. Oh, can, can we point out? Actually, they are. Wait, <laughs> they're ahead of two Chiefs and the Harvest. But can we also what? point out yeah. the last place South African has more wins than the second Australian team? The Tars have three wins at second, and the last yeah, place South African. Yeah, they've played an extra game than them as well. Yeah, still. Uh, no, the Stormers are fourth on the table, so that means they're going to win. Yeah. For the South African Because they're in the bottom, bottom of the South African Yeah. Yeah, I, I like it. So, yeah, Tom Wright, he should retain that 12 jersey. Uh, interestingly, last week, he got 80 minutes because they pulled uh, Tony Pulu off and they brought Simone in, in and uh, slot right across to the, the wing. Right or left wing, I'm not sure. Mm. Left you wing? Know you know it's Pulu, not Pulu. No, I want to call Pulu. <laughs> Tony Pulu. I'm pretty sure that was one of my team names once, but that was for the other Pulu. Um, yeah. So, uh, I mean, realistically, we, we talked early on in the season that this Stormers Type 5 is just absolute beast mm-hmm. and that we're likely going to see now, I mean, this is going to be a pretty forward dominant match. Will the Stormers or will the, the Brumbies forwards get up? Uh, realistically, Stormers are my bet for most things, except for maybe a driving more. The Brumbies uh, seem to be able to pull that off against they, most they, teams. They're going to win the lineup first. That's very true. And when you're talking, you've got uh, Peter Steph, Schickling, Etzebeth. Mm. It, it's going to be pretty tough. It, it will definitely be pretty tough. Um, the, the Last week, all the Stormers, people that filled those positions, really sort of stood up for them because uh, they were missing so much class. Uh, a lot of these guys, if they're coming straight back into the team, they're going to know they have to work hard for this. So I, I'd expect big games from Peter Steph, from Etzebeth and, and guys like that. Um, it's also interesting to note that Damien Dillende... After such a shite start, or cuck start, if we're talking in our, to our South Africans, um, for the season, he's got now got a 45.7 three-round average. So he's come good. Um, so, I mean, what do you think is going to come out of this, Harry? You're, you're tipping the Stormers? It's because he's in half his fantasy team as the Stormers. Yeah, that's right, I mean. Don't know how that happened, but... It didn't happen on purpose, I guarantee you that. <laughs> but, mate, they're due a big win. Brumby's travelling. Yep, I'll take Stormers by... 14 points. It's at home in Newlands. But yeah. I do want to point out, the Stormers actually won last week. So I'm going to go for them losing this week, because the week before they lost to the Reds. You're crazy. Um, so I'm going to say the Stormers are going to lose this week, only because of that win-lose-win-lose thing. That would be thing. a huge win for the Brumbies, for the record. I'm, yeah. going to make, I'm going to make a note 
for next week's podcast to remind. Mate, the Brumbies just beat the Lions. I'll take it. But, um, no, yeah. I'm, I'm with the Stormers. All right, yeah. Brumbies going to win by three. Ooh, and I don't believe that, but I'm going to say that. We've jumped ahead to three now. Okay. A different match, mate. All right. Excellent. <laughs> all right. Um, well, that that does us. That's all the games, I believe, for next week. It is. Um, and so that would round out our main course, which would mean it's time for... Dessert, though. Harry, you, you stuffed it. Wow. <laughs> Technology. We'll just stick with dessert, though. It was, I was wrong on two levels <laughs> because I fixed one and it still didn't play. All right, then we'll move on. Well, dessert, like. dessert was the word that we were looking for. Yeah, um, no, Harry, please don't do it. He's going to... What's a guy do with that dessert? Do you know what's worse than you fucking it up so bad? <laughs> is you still doing it when we try to move right on? on time. No, I feel, like, I feel like if he didn't play it, the listeners would... They, they wouldn't know. They'd be outraged. Yeah, they, they wouldn't know what I was... You can't, you can't go on without hitting that milestone. Dessert. Alright, we well, I can't dessert, believe we made it, um, personally. We have made it to dessert. It is now midnight, Monday night. Um, nice. And good thing is that Harry's going to take us through the entire dessert, so I'm just going to go to sleep, basically. Perfect. Good, because I don't want you to know this information. So, I've, I've got on my table here of the uh, team's starting side fantasy points for the competition so far, so we can work out who scores the most points and who concedes the most points, and then I want to have a quick look at the matchups and the ones that stand out to me. So... What I what I wanted to focus on, given what we talked about a few weeks ago, was just who concedes the most points. Um, if I look through the ranks, I mean, the obvious Sunwolves are number one. They concede 518 points a game for their top 15 players. Second place, though, would anyone like to have a stab? Look, to be honest, who scores the most points? Kiwis, right? And who do the Kiwis normally play? Kiwis. So... Realistically, the Kiwi teams need to let in a few points. So it's going to be one of the shit Kiwi teams. It's not wrong. I thought you were just talking about how stuffed we are next year when it's round robin. Or two years' time. Yeah, no, it's worse for us. So, (laughs) Nelson's bang on. Highlanders and then the Chiefs can see the second and then third most points. Now, it is a big drop. 518 for the Summers down to 485 and then 467 for the Chiefs. But, uh, yeah, there you go. So they score a lot of points. They also concede a lot of points. Yep, so after we go to uh, the round robin, everyone else is going to concede those points. The Reds concede a lot of points despite the fact that they're, they're quite strong in defence. They're fourth ranked on 444, so the numbers are starting to come down pretty quickly. And then the Stormers, hit and miss Stormers, fifth, uh, fifth most points conceded on 433. The ones to probably avoid, like the plague, would be the Bulls. They concede the least points with only 350 points per Wow. Game, which is absolutely mental. Uh, I don't think anyone's. It's because they play a test match. Yeah, it's just kicking. It's so hard to get down there in the field. You know. <laughs> yeah. Well, the Sharks, on the same token, are fourteenth with three hundred and fifty-eight points per game. And like you said, Nelson, I guess if the New Zealanders <laughs> score a lot of points, the South Africans don't score many fantasy yeah, points. True. So it makes sense that they're conceding less, right? Yeah. So we're probably just seeing the result of what happens on the derby so far yeah. and, and the style of play that's happening. I think, for me, this is the stuff I'd be looking at for strength of um, draw. draw. Yeah. It's it's not if you're versing a better team, because this shows right here, it's not always the better teams that let that score most points and the worst teams that let in the most points. Mm. It just means pick Kiwis. Pick Kiwis, that's all you want to do. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kiwis. Uh, and also another thing that we don't pick South Africans that we haven't made much of a mention so far on the podcast this year. We haven't had any cameos, um, any weatherman ca- cameos. Oh. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Watch out for that weather. It'll yep. get you. It makes a big impact. Yeah. Um, just so, to just to rattle off a couple of the uh, the bottom points, the stingy teams. The Blues are thirteenth, four or six points. So that one surprises me a little bit, to be honest with you. The Rebels on four or six as well. And then you have the Waratahs for a seven and the Lions for ten. So Surely there are a few teams to avoid. You'd think so, but no. Good photo, Nels. Um, <laughs> now, this week you've got the Chiefs versus the Lions. The Chiefs score the third most points and concede the third most points. The Lions are the 11th in attack, 10th in defence. So realistically, I'm expecting an increase in points for the Lions. 
So there should be some points there for them. And I'm expecting a gigantic cricket score for the Chiefs players, which I think we all are, given the 68% tackle success of the Lions last week. Mm-hmm. The Summers versus the Canes. You've got the Summers that concede easily the most points and the Hurricanes that score the fifth most. So it doesn't matter that it's over in okay. Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Uh, expecting Prince some big points Chichibu. there. And the Hurricanes on their fifth to- total. I expect that average to go up a long way as well. So... Load up on the Hurricanes this week for sure. If, if the ball gets past Lamarpe, then the outside backs will get some points. Otherwise, Lamarpe is going to score. Otherwise, the Lamarpe is getting 100 points this week. Yes. Uh, Sharks, Reds. The Reds concede the fourth most, and they're travelling. So, to me, that means that the Sharks are good money this week. And I think they're quite high on the, the table. That's their problem. Let me just double-check that. No, no. Oh, yeah, the yeah. Sharks are second in the South African Conference, so just tread carefully. That's, <laughs> that's all I would say about that one. Uh, Highlanders versus the Blues. The Highlanders concede the second most. The Blues score the second most. So there could be some big points on offer for Blues players this week. That's where I'm going to be looking for TJ Fayani to kind of lift. Nonu, maybe another big week. Let's go, Nonu. Come on, son. Milani Nanai. I don't think there's anyone else in that Your back. Your Wani! The Tars... Score the fourth most, but the Rebels concede the twelfth least. So they're hard to score against. The Waratahs are missing their top fantasy point scorer. So expect them to dry up a little bit. Maybe some points out for like a Curtis Rona or something like that. Curly but not much else. John Flowers. John Flowers, you're dreamy, mate. You're <laughs> uh, and the Stormers of the Brumbies, I think that just screamed play, get away. Stormers 14th on scoring, Brumby's 13th on scoring, and both of them don't concede don't concede many points either. So just stay away from the Stormers, Brumby's. My team is screwed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. <laughs> that about wraps it up. Excellent. Well, if you managed to stay with us through that, that was um, you done good. You you have um, that was now, proud of you. Am, am I right in saying that Nelson's going to write something up with a bit more detail about those stats that I just said as well? Well, now that we've said it, he has to. I guess yeah, you good. can't you can't just point out this feature article. Yeah, exactly. So. We'll see how we go. <laughs> That doesn't, uh, right. doesn't bode confidence. Perfect, boys. Well, we said under an hour ten today, and it's now six. So we better wrap up. Now six. We nailed it. Oh, fuck, we're good. <laughs> we're getting better. We're getting better. Um, right, parting words, Kagi. Stay slutty. Who's oh, gonna... come on, Stolen. mate. Stolen.